0: This is B2B Radio featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a two-time national best-selling author and leading business advisor, will cover topics that help business owners operate their businesses more profitably and more efficiently. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth.
1: Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of B2B Radio featuring Mr. Biz, me, uh, but brought to you by Capital Plus. Capital Plus helps you unlock your capital and unleash your business potential. They create customized financial solutions for growing businesses nationwide. You guys have heard me talk about them before. Definitely check them out. They can manage your accounts receivable for you and and uh, get you through some some cash flow challenges there, which is why they're one of the sponsors of the show. Um, well, this week we have on our, as a guest, Fred, Frank, Fred, Frank Niekamp. He's principal of Ventas Solutions. And as he, we were talking, uh, last week, he mentioned he's, he's going to start going by Mr. Ventos and he's going to explain that here in a minute. But we're going to talk about, he's a sales professional. We're going to talk about, uh, during the th- third segment, as we always pick our, pick the brains of our experts, we're going to talk about, um, how to integrate technology with your current sales process in order to grow your business. So that's something we, uh, haven't really covered on the show before. So I think it'll be quite interesting to hear, uh, some of Frank's expertise on that. So that being said, welcome to the show, Frank.
2: Thank you, Ken, and first of all, thank you for having me on the show, being a relative newcomer to the uh, professional services business. Um, I'm very grateful and been very impressed with listening to the episodes that you have online and the previous speakers. I know this is a very big high, high bar that I've <laughs> got to get over here, so thank you very much.
1: Oh, absolutely. You're welcome. You must have listened to like the four or five good shows we've done out of uh, 100 and plus, so I must have, must have pick some good ones there. Um. So tell us a little bit, Frank. Um, so first of all, tell us about Ventos.
2: Yeah, so Ventos is actually a word in Spanish that means sales. And when I was starting to look for a clever business name, which I think a lot of entrepreneurs do when they start out. No, who
1: does that? Yeah, I know, B2B, <laughs> business,
2: uh, you know, Mr. Biz. You know, I took the cue from uh, a lot of people ahead of me and thought, you know, I need something memorable, mm-hmm. you know, something that's a differentiator. I think that's a key component of any business as you start out, but you know, something that would help me create a brand identity for myself. So, uh, I chose that name. My mother actually has Spanish heritage. So mm-hmm. kind of a tribute to mom out there. there uh, mom. You and, uh, I like the name after I bounced it off a few people, it kind of round rhymes with Cintas, but spelled differently. Uh, V E N T A S as opposed to C I N T A S. Yeah. But, uh, uh, and I liked it. So we, we went with it without much more thinking about it than that. Be candid with you. Yeah. And, uh, here we are today. Um, you know, I actually started my business career in fifth grade. I don't think I got to that story with you in our conversation last well, week. Uh, hold but, on
1: just a second. I want to talk a little more about okay. Ventos because what I think is great about that, so I can't I can't claim credit. Some of the listeners have heard me tell the story before. I won't belabor that, but um, of how Mr. Biz came about, it was not my idea, and I actually was like very hesitant to even go with it. I'm In hindsight, I'm really glad we did, but... Um, the thing I love about it is that just like when you mentioned it to me the first my first inclination when you say Mr. Ventos I go what the hell's Ventos right so now you've created a conversation I'm imagine being in a networking event and saying that hey I'm you know I'm Frank Neekamp, Ventos Solutions some people call me Mr. Ventos and right I almost guarantee you 80 plus percent of people are going to say really what so what's Mr. Ventos what's Ventos so now you've started the conversation. Exactly. Now you've, you've struck a common chord, a common ground. So I think it's a great idea. Um, well, thank you. Um, I you know, as I said, I, I can't claim credit for the Mr. Biz thing, but I'm glad we, we did it. I'll be it. this is why I know it's going to happen to you. I'll go to networking events, and people will come up to me, and I'm fairly certain they have no idea that my name is Ken Wentworth. They just know that I'm Mr. Biz. And so... Someone will come up and ask me a question and walk away. You know, they'll ask me, oh, you know, I'm looking for an attorney for X, Y, and Z. You know, do you know someone? And I'll give them a name. And they'll walk away. The person I'm talking to says, well, who was that? I'm like, I, I'm not even sure. I'm not sure they know who I am other than Mr. Biz. So so it works. It works. Uh, it, it, you can build that brand for, for certain. And I think with it being a little bit unique, I think that'll definitely help. Yep. So let's go back to, let's talk about your journey. So let's talk about this fifth grade business-minded Frank.
2: Sure. <laughs> Sure. You know, I kid with people that my business career started in fifth grade, but truth be told, I was mowing my father's lawn, which was like close to two acres with one of those heavy duty snapper push mowers. Oh, geez. And back then, as you know, they weren't self-propelled. So that was a real <laughs> chore for a kid who's 12 years old to get that around. It took me about three and a half, four hours Wait, to mean, mow. Wait, but you said
1: back then, I mean, you're, you're only in
2: what, about 27, 28, Frank? Yeah, Something exactly. Like Something exactly. like that? It's only been 20 years ago. <laughs> No. So I made a deal with my dad. I said, Dad, <clears throat> he was paying me $10 to work for three and a half, four hours cutting grass. I said, Dad, this would be a heck of a lot better job if uh, you know we had a riding lawnmower since your yard is so big. He goes, sure, no problem, Frank. I'll buy you a riding lawnmower, but you're not going to get paid $10 every time you cut it. And I said, hmm, okay. So I went to the classified ads back then. That was where you went and bought and sold stuff. Sure. I found a riding lawnmower for sale for 150 bucks. I did the math quickly on this and said, geez, within, what is it? You know, the one summer I'm going to have this thing paid off. And if I can go get a few more gigs even sooner. So I went and bought the lawnmower myself. My dad didn't know anything about this. (laughs) And and I said, Hey dad, I need your help with your pickup truck to go pick up this riding lawnmower. I bought He goes, what? (laughs) I go, yeah, I bought a riding lawnmower for 150 bucks. I want to keep mowing your grass and have you keep paying me $10. So, That's where it all started. You know, I love business. I love thinking things through like that from a very early age. I think it's one of the things that really has got me psyched about working uh, with small businesses is really problem solving, thinking through unique challenges of ways of uh, growing revenue cost effectively, Mm -hmm. you know, and helping people out. So it's, it's kind of a natural. It's been in my DNA. I went to business school at Ohio State, got out at 95 and spent 24 years in the floor covering industry, which... You know, a lot of people say you never get out of the floor covering business once you're in it. Well, I'm kind of testament to the fact that's not always true. <laughs> Sometimes you do. <laughs> yeah, I got tired of living out of a suitcase and traveling in Holiday Inns three nights out of the week. Uh, I've got three young children here in Dublin, Ohio, and a beautiful wife, Amy. That I think she's getting used to me being home more often, Ken, and prefers I'd still be on the road. I was a little just going to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Mrs.
1: Mrs. Mrs. Biz gives me that <laughs> once in a while too. So she um, she's a nurse. Uh, some listeners know and. She works now four days a week, and so she's off every Thursday. And so on Thursdays, she's like, uh, like Wednesday night, she'll be like, "What's your day look like tomorrow?" And I'll look at my calendar, and if I don't have meetings outside of the outside of the house, if I don't have to leave the house per se, she'll be like, "Don't you have some meetings you need to go to tomorrow?" So I'm like, well, "What are
2: you trying to say? What's what, what the crap's going on here?" Uh yeah, so I can definitely relate to that. Yep, familiarity breeds contempt. There's no question, <laughs> no question about that. But yeah, spent most of my career in the floor covering industry. I got my first territory was in upstate New York. I was given a pager and some instructions to you <laughs> that, know you're probably going you're probably going to need a snow shovel and uh, oh by the way pick up the yellow pages in the book of lists and start your prospecting oh, you know and that was how we went about business and the extent of technology was payphones and pagers. So sure, yeah, you know we've had to evolve a little bit. Just had, just just, (laughs) had, Just in the last 24 years, technology has grown up. So, you know, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Some tips and tricks that an old school guy like me has even learned to pick up. So hopefully it's a benefit to the listeners later on.
1: So you're going to dispel another one then that you can't teach an old dog new tricks (laughs) is what it sounds like. That's what we got coming at us, right?
2: I'll tell you what. Necessity is the mother of invention. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, and uh, to be able to survive and remain competitive in any industry, I think technology is a key part of it. Yeah,
1: yeah, Definitely. All right, so again, this week we're talking with Frank Kneecamp, principal of Ventos Solutions. And you can find out more about what he's got going on there by going to VentasSolutions.com. And again, that's V-E-N-T-A-S Solutions.com. Uh, come back after the break. We'll give the Mr. Biz tip of the week. And we will continue talking with Mr. Kneecamp about what he does with Ventas Solutions. And, and then, of course, in the third segment, he is going to give us some awesome tips. Let's come back after the break on B2B Radio. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at Don't hesitate because there are limited spots available.
0: To submit questions to the show, email them to info at mrbizsolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz.
1: All right. Welcome back to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And it is time for the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. And the tip this week is a quote. and It is a quote from someone that uh, I follow and I strongly recommend that you follow on social media. If you don't already, and that is Mr. Grant Cardone, Mr. 10X Rule himself. Um, He's a... I don't know how many books books he's written seven or eight books. Um, super energetic guy. I would I would challenge you to follow him, watch some of his stuff, and then without figuring out, without you know doing any research, guess how old he is because you will be blown away when you find out how old he is. By the way, uh, anyway, so his quote the quote from him this week this is Mister Biz Tip of the Week is the most successful people I know read everything they can get their hands on. They approach a thirty dollar book as though it has the potential to make them. One million dollars because it can. And I think that's one of those things. Think about it. Think of all, you know, we talk about emulating, um, not trying to recreate the wheel and emulating success. Think about people who are the most successful people in the world, at least financially successful, I'll say. You don't know what their personal life's like, of course. But people like Bill Gates, people like Oprah Winfrey, people like Grant Cardone, you know, those types of people, uh, even Steve Jobs when he was alive, they have that same mentality, that, that thirst for knowledge. So- Um, And that is so true. I mean, I I look, I'm, of course, biased, but I'll tell you, you know, I think both of my books, again, shameless plug here, you can find them on Amazon, how to be a Cashflow pro and pathway to profits. But the cost of those books is nothing compared to what you get out of it. As a matter of fact, you buy that book and you don't get your 20 bucks out of it or whatever. I'll give you 20 bucks because I'm sure that um, that is you will definitely get a lot of value out of it. So. Um, So you're listening to B2B Radio, uh, brought to you by Capital Plus. Capital Plus removes the hassles of balancing cash flow by becoming your full service, credit, and collections department. All right. So back to our guest this week, Mr. Frank Niekamp, principal of Ventos Solutions. So you were telling us about your time in the floor covering industry and a shovel and the Yellow Pages. And some of our listeners are like, Yellow Pages, what the heck? Is payphone. What, what is he talking about? Payphone. Let me ask you this. Taking a, a step forward from there. How large, to describe for us the size of your first cell phone.
2: <laughs> well, it was a Motorola, and it looked like a brick. So, you know, to say that it could fit in the palm of your hand, yes, but it took two hands to operate. Right. So that gives you any perspective yeah. on scale.
1: Yeah. Uh, so tell us a little bit more. So fast forward from there. So you, you're, you're, you're snow shoveling, you're in, you're in New York, you're using all the pages, your book of list. Um, tell us, about, uh, walk us from there to where you're at now.
2: So I've worked with three floor covering manufacturers over those 24 years, uh, 17 years as a sales representative or producer. Um, Our business in floor covering is both commercial and residential, and most people immediately start thinking of companies that are retailers. Mm -hmm. Uh, We did strictly B2B sales or commercial products. Mm -hmm. Uh, We we target customers like Big Lots, Nationwide Insurance, Huntington Bank, the big companies. And we made carpet and hard surface floor covering for those people. Okay. So B2B sales is a natural for me. It's what I've spent all my time doing. I do have some familiarity and worked at a little retail store called Lazarus back in the day. So <laughs> I do have some retail experience as well. Yeah. So, Central Ohio
1: people will recognize that name.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I used to work at the Northland Mall. And some of you might even remember what where that is or was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to hang out around there nowadays, but uh, yeah,
2: yeah. back back in the day. Yeah. So back to, back to Ventos, this is a little bit of our business model. We run an offense called Sales QB. It's a cool program that I actually licensed out of Indianapolis, Indiana. There were some elements about it that I was very comfortable with from my background. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really liked the idea of joining uh, their program and using a, an approach to building small businesses with a proven model that had 10 years plus success, mm-hmm. and there were some really cool aspects of it that I could relate to from my own experience, but the technology piece was something that I thought I really knew well, but my first two months of training, I've learned so much more about what's going on out there and how small businesses can leverage technology as a, as a sales robot, mm-hmm. if you will, and it, you know, the sales function doesn't always have to happen with a human machine. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can work with a computer, too. So we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. But, um, you know, our program is focused on five aspects of the sales process, if you will. Lead generation, when filling the uh, marketing funnel is, you know, a couple of interchangeable terminologies. We focus on sales process. You know, most people think of sales as an art form, and it really is. It takes talent, takes hard work, takes a lot of things. But if you look at the top performing salespeople can in any organization, they do things differently than average to underperforming reps. absolutely. And yeah. if you take a real careful analysis of that, there are some behaviors that you can identify and build a process that your average to underperforming uh, sales, sales team can use to grow their business. So let's not just be resigned to the fact that somebody that doesn't sell well today will always be a poor performer. And I think that's really part of the management aspect of it is can you coach and develop your people And elevate their game to the next level. And that's, that's really important. Yeah. And
1: I think, you know, we've got a lot of listeners that they're owners, salespeople, right? So they are, they might be the only salesperson or it might be them and one other person, for example. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you've probably seen already, a lot of small business owners started out, you know, making widgets or producing whatever service they have or product. And then they became, and said, Hey, I'm going to do this on my own, became, well, they may not have any sales training. And then it may not be comfortable with sales. And so I think they could correlate to that potentially underperforming salesperson, a person who is trained in sales but isn't necessarily good at it. They can make widgets like a uh, madman. They can be a plumber. They can be an electrician. They can fix your HVAC like nobody's business, but they're not comfortable with sales. So I think that there's, there's a correlation there for
2: sure. That's exactly right. And, you know, they're not owners of the business and they, maybe never will be. So to get them to perform at that level is probably a little bit of a lofty expectation, but that doesn't mean we can't find ways to improve their game. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we leverage technology. We do a lot of coaching. You know, we believe in coaching versus training because coaching is what creates behavior change Mm -hmm. and it really gets sticky at that point as opposed to something that bounces. Mm -hmm. Um, And leadership development is also a key component of our Sales QB program. So giving you a little bit of an overview of, you know, how we run our offense.
1: Yeah. No, I like it. Well, I love the terminology, by the way, when you first said that. And obviously listeners can't see, but as soon as Frank said, we run an offense called, and I said, I smiled at him. Like, I love the, the terminology. Um, and I think it's the key part of that. I, I love the coaching aspect as well, because going to a sales class and being coached are significantly different. I'm I'm guessing most listeners out there can relate to that, because one is being preached to. Uh, being lectured. And one is, Hey, you know, I just listened to you on this call. Here's how, where do you think you lost them? Okay. You did. That's exactly where you lost them. Here's what you could have said instead that probably would have turned the conversation, you know, kept the conversation going or huge difference. It's real life examples. And it's not just being lectured to, it's like textbook learning versus, Hey, I'm going to show you how to uh, change your brake pads, come out in the garage with me. Or reading a book on how to change brake pads. Absolutely. Huge difference. Huge it's,
2: difference. It's hands-on learning. That's kind of the phrase I like to use, you know, And in, in book versus book learning. Yeah. You know, we can only learn so much by going to schools and reading books and attending training sessions. But when you get out there and just do it, you know, using the using the phrase that Nike made popular, I think <laughs> you just, it sticks. Mm-hmm. You know, it becomes real.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. Well, again, this week we're talking with Frank Niekamp, principal of Ventos Solution or... Mr. Ventos, you can call him. Uh, it's kind of like Bond, James Bond. Oh, it's Ventos, Mr. Ventos. Um, we are going to come back after the break and we're going to pick his brain. He's going to give us some tips on how to integrate technology uh, with your current sales process to grow your business. So it's not necessarily something that you need to you know, recreate the wheel. These are some enhancements you can make to your current process to maybe uh, automate some things, maybe um, be able to scale them a little bit better. So come back after the break. We'll continue talking with Frank Neekamp of Ventos Solutions.
0: Are you frustrated with trying to grow your business? You're not alone
2: because the business growth experts at Tritraction are here to help. Tritraction's proven business systems, marketing, and sales formula has helped many businesses like yours achieve amazing results. Could your company benefit from explosive sales growth and a huge jump in website traffic? Call 800-719-4281 today for a free consultation with the business growth experts at Traction. That's 800-719-4281. Systems plus marketing plus sales equals business growth. Thank you for being a
1: Mr. Biz Solution subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot?
0: Check out both of Mr. Biz's national best selling books, Pathway to Profits and How to Be a Cash Flow Pro on Amazon. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back
1: to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, and this week's guest, Mr. Frank Niekamp, principal of Ventos Solutions. And again, you can find more information about some of the things that uh, Frank's talking about with us at ventossolutions.com. All right, so it's time to to pick Mr. Niekamp's brain a little bit here. And as I mentioned before the break, we are going to find out some ways we can integrate technology. And I I got to tell you, I'm going to sit here with my pen and take some notes as well, because uh, I'm sure there's going to be some really good gems here. So without further ado, uh, tell us some ways we can do that. Give us some tips on how to integrate that technology into our current sales process to grow our business.
2: Well, Ken, I'm very old school in my sales process thinking, you know, I think that if you're going to, provide a good or service or a product to somebody, you know, it's really important to understand first what matters most to them before you get into your pitch. And the thing that I'm the biggest advocate for, especially in a first face-to-face meeting with somebody is do some pre-call research about the individual, about the company, you know, learn as much as you possibly can back to your analogy about books and knowledge and Grant Cardone's message about, you know, how important knowledge can be there, there's no question that that there's a strong correlation between top performers and their best practice of doing pre-call research and you know the internet what we have access to right now to research companies uh, they're pretty pretty transparent especially public companies about what their initiatives are on a quarterly basis understanding what their you know business objectives are I think is huge mm-hmm. um, I also think that getting connected personally with people before you meet them is also big. And, you know, I know we're all on Facebook today, right? It's huge. And, you know, have you ever visited someone's Facebook page before you had a meeting with them? Why not? Mm -hmm. You know, find out if they're married, if they have children, what's important to them. Maybe they share some personal things on there about themselves that they wouldn't in a business conversation. And that's just all about speeding up that relationship and that development of trust. But, you know, if that may not be appropriate to discuss in a business setting, I get it. Mm -hmm. Personal information, especially at first meeting. I love LinkedIn beyond anything else. And here's why. Uh, When you're on LinkedIn, before you connect with somebody, you get to see if you have shared connections with them in common. And folks, I would not be sitting here on Ken's show right now if I didn't use LinkedIn as a best practice and a tool to help grow my business. And I connected with some people early on, and Ken was one of those people. And I'm not sure how we found each other, but immediately when I was talking to my friend Ben Hardings, uh, he pointed me back to Ken. And we had that shared connection, and we had that common ground, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know that's so important, I think, just being able to find common interest with people that you're trying to develop a relationship with. Um, and the use of those social media tools, I think is critical. And, you know, you can call that technology if you want to. I do. I consider it, I, I consider it super high tech and it's easy for me to use and easy for me to access through my phone and it doesn't cost me anything. So I love that. Um, you know, the second thing, and we'll get into a couple of items that are very closely related is, you know, everyone's heard of a CRM, right? And a lot of companies, including companies that I've worked with, have used CRMs, both unsuccessfully and successfully over the last decade. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you um, that just because you buy a tool like that doesn't mean your people are going to use it. you got to find things within that CRM tool that create value for both your salespeople, for them to want to adopt it. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, does it help create value for your customer and create a better experience for them? And if you're not thinking about those two things, you're probably not using that CRM to its maximum potential. Um, and when I got involved with Sales QB, one of the things I quickly learned that CRM technology has evolved a great deal. And now CRM tools and applications are able to integrate marketing functions. Yep, yep. They're able to integrate you know, traditional CRM functions such as recording and, and capturing pipeline information. And also if you're into e-commerce and you're doing business online, the CRM tool can integrate all of those functions. And they're really not that expensive when you get down to it. Sure. Yeah. You can find something that's super robust, but programs that we like a lot, you know, are as affordable as $200 a month that do all the things I just shared with you and then some. And the thing I like most and probably the technology trick that I've learned in the last few months that I'm really, really a big fan of is lead magnets.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: You know, and for people that have heard lead magnets before and haven't quite got it, you know, and understand what those are. I, I I make the analogy, have you ever been to a trade show and had a business with a fishbowl full of business cards on mm-hmm. top of a table? Well, chances are they were asking people, their prospects, to drop their business card in that fishbowl in exchange for something of value. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's an iPad. I like the Yeti coolers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like them, too. <laughs> yeah. No, no <laughs> doubt. You know, anything of value, anything of perceived um, value is, is in exchange for information, and Companies that are on the leading edge of that concept and applying some old school methodologies to their website are putting lead magnets on their website. They're providing their potential customers with valuable information resources. I give another example to people. If you were a landscaping company and there was somebody on your website that was browsing your portfolio or your gallery of projects. Why not offer them a step-by-step guide of how to design a patio, mm-hmm. and make that a downloadable ebook, and that exchange for their email address and maybe name? I don't like a lot of information being exchanged. Sure. Yeah. Keep it simple. Yeah. An email address and a name is plenty. Yep. Because now you know that that person is genuinely interested in building a patio. I'm not sure exactly when, mm-hmm. right? You've had some people come on your show before and talk about marketing funnels. That's what we're doing here is we're creating a marketing funnel, and we're turning your website uh, from being a static electronic brochure into an integral part of your sales process. And that's really easy stuff to do, folks. Yeah. So uh, you know, if you like that idea of turning your website into a sales robot and generating leads for you, that's one little trick that I've learned. Uh, There's many more that you could apply to your business, whether you're into lawn care and landscaping, or you're into something more sophisticated, such as insurance services, um, providing knowledge, being transparent with your education process. People are looking at their phones and they're educating themselves on everything that they buy today before they make the decision. We're no longer relying on salespeople to educate the consumer. Mm -hmm. And people aren't waiting on a salesperson to call them. And they prefer actually not to be pitched. Yeah. People prefer to buy.
1: And I, and I think that's critical because think about it for the listeners out there. If someone comes to your website, they either were referred to your website or they maybe googled you and found you. Whatever you're offering, they have an interest in it. Now, tag on top of that what Frank had mentioned, let's say you have that patio ebook. Now, if they're willing to give you their name and their email to get that, now you know they're interested potentially in you and what you would provide, and they're interested in a patio. So it, it's not an awkward, it, you don't have to be cheesy sales guy, it's not an awkward follow-up. You can say, you know, whenever that follow-up is with the appropriate amount of time, say, hey, um, I, how do you like, you can follow up a week later. Say, hey, how how did you like the ebook? book Are there any questions I can answer for you? Again, you're providing more value. You're you're indoctrinating them. They see that you're not just trying to push them and sell, 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 and all that kind of stuff, which I know turns people off, especially nowadays, but um, uh, more so now than ever, I think, but...
2: Exactly right. Exactly right. And I think the statistic is roughly 60 to 70% of people are going to buy the product or service from the person or the company that provided them the most education in that buying process.
1: It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. You're proving to them that you can help them by actually helping them, as Frank Kern says, a novel concept there, Um, and you've indoctrinated them. Now they know that you, hey, this guy knows what he's talking about, this girl knows what she's talking about. So I think that's important. Um, these are the good tips. I, you know, Unfortunately, we're running out of time here. But um, again, we're talking with Frank Neekamp, principal of Ventos Solutions. You can find out more information at VentosSolutions.com. And um, uh, what else was I going to say? I think that was it. Uh, did you want to mention, I, I think, Frank, you wanted to talk about something real quick.
2: Uh, yeah, you know, just as an appreciation to Ken and his listeners, the first three people that contact me and reference B2B radio, I'm going to offer a complimentary consultation. In evaluation, we'll actually give them a pretty meaty report, a 105 page report on some marketing, sales, and best practices cool. that they can use for a resource for their company for as long as they're in business. Awesome. Appreciate
1: that. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for, to our show sponsor, Capital Plus. You can find them at capplus.com forward slash Mr. Biz. Have a great week, and don't forget, cash flow is king.
0: This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus, a division of United Capital Funding Group. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They have been providing working capital to businesses nationally for more than 27 years. Learn more about them at capplus.com forward slash Mr. Biz, or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.